Welcome to another installment of DMURBF with your hosts, Dane McLean and Brendan Flaske. Why is your Skype name Blue on Rust? <laughs> uh, Brendan Atten was taken. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Your other name. Your other fake name. Yeah. Yeah. I have many aliases, but, you know, sometimes people steal them. So I have to keep coming up with new ones or just, you know, keep reinventing the wheel. And we'll, we'll go from there. But essentially, you know how it is, Dane. About that, Brendan. Um, in Instagram, is the DMURBF on Instagram, is it you? Are you on DMURBF in Instagram and Brendan the same person? <laughs> Brendan the same person? What? Yeah. Like, like, like is D are you DMURBF on Instagram, the, the page? No. Yeah, I hope that's me. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't have the account. Technically, it's it's Dane, but it is me. If that makes sense. Like I don't do anything for Instagram, but that is my face on it. I, I knew it. <laughs> Where's Jibs? So in other words, uh, it's your secret account. I don't know. He hasn't joined the chat yet, so um, unfortunately, we don't have a guest. But uh, I'll message him and see what's up. Sure thing. Yeah. He, uh, maybe he's having difficulties or something. Uh, get so is he an, is he another singer? Uh, this Jibs, because I googled him online and found nothing aside from the face of a woman with that rap. No, he's on SoundCloud. You can find him. Uh, his SoundCloud is Jibs and it has a triangle. Um, it says YYC guitarist, electronic hip hop dance producer. That's correct. Yeah. Awesome. And recently, he's he's delved into uh, metal and uh, a lot of a lot of heavy kind of uh, guitar-driven music. He'll he'll do a better job of explaining like his sound and his genre but that's that's the that's the take i guess he's he's definitely into like a lot of metal now so he's definitely uh doing a lot of different things which is pretty interesting hip-hop electronic metal um it's too bad he's not here to speak for himself but uh for now i, I am the surrogate yes nice okay dane uh so the name jibs where, where does that come from uh, well, it's it's a shortened version of his real name, uh, his full name, Gibran. It's uh, you know, it's like it's like Bernardo, Brendan, Bernardo, Bernardo. <laughs> or no, no, maybe Dane, Daniel. That makes more sense actually. Or my name, shortened version of my name. You know, same shortened version of yours. So it's a nickname. Or, Is that what you called him? Yeah, like Nick's name. Nick uh, is short for Nicholas. You know, nickname. Nick. Or nickname. Hey. <laughs> or, or enemy. And, or enemy. Yeah. Speaking of Nick, and Nick, I can't see your beautiful face. Where are you? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just my profile pic. It's strange. I don't, I don't know. Oh, well. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can look at Dane. I can look at Dane's eyes. <laughs> I miss those sexy, the sexy eyeballs. <laughs> it's been a hot minute since I've seen them. Every week on the dog. Let's go. That's that's the only time we see each other now. It's just Fridays by uh, by video call. It's kind of sad, but what can you do? Uh, let's see. Yeah, let, you do what you can. Let me try. Yeah. It. Can you 
Can you see me now? Hey, yeah, there you yeah. are. Awesome. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, come on, Dane. I'm so, I'm so happy to see you, Nick. My phone fell over. Yeah, Dane's like, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Dane's fangirling right now. He's cute. <laughs> so it's a reunion. So is Nick our guest or is he our host now? Uh, well, he was going to be our guest host. But now he he's guest by host. default our, our guest now. <laughs> <laughs> Impromptu guesting. <laughs> How's it going, Nick? How have you been? Pretty good. Yeah, I've, I've got Dane here to keep right. me sane. By the way. <laughs> oh, and uh, unrelated, but this pasta is so good. What is it? Is it <laughs> is that garlic toast and like spaghetti or lasagna? What what is that? Yep. Uh, spaghetti here. Look, mm, food porn. <laughs> nice. Can you get a little meat sauce in there, or are you uh, vegetarian? Uh, meat sauce. I'm more of a yeah, more carnivorous than herbivore, if that's what you call it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's that's me. Unless unless the sauce is like really well done and like the person knows what they're doing. Like I've had some sauces where it's like meatless, <laughs> and they just like they just throw in like the right oh, seasonings. Oh, you're right here. Oh, hey. Guest has arrived. Can you see? <laughs> I can't see myself. We, we can I cannot see you. you. Uh, let me figure this out. Uh, uh, why can't you see me? That's weird. Oh, wait. I have this turned on. There should be work. There hey. you go. How's it going? <laughs> How's it going? How's it going, man? Okay. Welcome to DMPF. Welcome. This is the DM. BF. With us. We got special MD. guest host, Nick. And Jill. For today. Hello. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you too. This has been a long time in the making. I'm, I'm looking forward to this moment. Because Dane mentioned it. Dane mentioned it like a while ago that we were going to have you on. But then something happened. And then life happens, you know. And I was checking out your music. Uh, way back when, um, I think I was checking out. I think your song "Amethyst." I can't find it on your SoundCloud right now. Yeah, but old like, one. Yeah, like that was such a banger. I was like, "Holy cow!" I was so excited to talk to you about it, but then it just kind of fell through. So I was like, "Ah," because <laughs> I really resonated with that song. But I mean, it looks like you've done a lot of work as of recent. So you yeah. want to talk about that or? Yeah, so during this quarantine, basically all I've been doing is making music. Um, I was making electronic beats for a while. Now I'm focusing more on uh, ambient metal, kind of instrumental metal music. Um, nice. This is my guitar right here. Wow. My bass. Nice. Nice. But, uh, Damn. Literally, all I do all day is like play music and like uh, what helps me like feel good about life. All right. Um. Uh. Yeah. Learned a lot in the last few weeks, just like experimenting with what I'm good at and like what sounds uh, what I enjoy doing the most. Uh, I'm focusing on a lot of instrumental metal right now. Oh, that's cool. Do you so? Are you just focusing on instrumental metal, metal to uh, kind of get a grasp of the field? Like, is that generally how you would start? 
because I know with like electronic and uh, like EDM and house, I feel like a lot of people definitely start with instrumentals, you know, get it, get the hang of it and then kind of progress and mess around with vocals. And then it's just like this gradual, you know, uh, evolution of, of you as an artist, right? By the end of it. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, my process honestly is like um, I make a drum beat and uh, no kick drum or anything just cymbals and a snare and then I like spend about two hours like playing around with riffs and experimenting on what uh like making complicated technical riffs like um so stuff that's not always used like I try and not copy other artists I try and like make unique stuff which is pretty challenging but uh it's really satisfying when you make something that like you've never heard before and uh, uh i spend about two hours doing that and then i record some riffs just like a demo of rough riffs and then i create the drum beat to perfection first so that's what i do like i find because i don't have a real drummer yet um i have to yeah. program my drums on on the software so uh i make a drum beat and then i after i've made the drum beat perfect tweak the eq and all the compressor settings uh then i record four guitar tracks uh, like left, left and right so uh the one of the tricks in recording is you split the you record two guitars one for the left headphone one for the right headphone and uh, those uh, those two tracks sort of blend together and sound like one track, but those like minor differences create a sort of realistic. Um, some people think when you record a guitar track, you just record one track, but you actually record it like four times just doing the same riff so it sounds like one riff but there's actually four recordings playing so that's kind of a cool fact interesting i know i've heard of people like uh, ever since i started getting into well producing uh, i don't even know if i'd call it that it's so minimal um i've no, i've been paying attention to like a lot of songs and i just uh i think a couple of years ago i realized like how how many songs have like dual back uh, vocals in the song and it's like someone singing but then it's like them singing like either a different cue or it's like slightly auto-tuned or it's just like so far in the back but it adds this like depth to it but i've never actually heard of that with guitars and i've never so i guess i'll have to look out for that now because that's really interesting yeah it's and it just like, like sounds better or it uh it creates a louder track and uh those like minute differences in the playing they are you try and play it exactly the same but those minute differences create sort of a, a realistic effect and um it it's you have to like watch me record to understand because it's hard to explain but um it's uh it's pretty challenging sometimes recording four tracks of the same riff and try and get get them right i mean sometimes i re-record over like a hundred times the same riff to try and get it perfect um so i mean recording is really challenging but it's really fun at the same time it's like one of my favorite things to do so yeah mm. and crazy. uh i'm actually a guitar player i recently just got a bass and i mean it's not too different 
it's definitely takes a lot more hand muscles um, to play. And uh, some of the guitar riffs that I play on my guitar are pretty hard to play on the bass, but uh, I'm actually slowly getting the hang of that, which is really good. So do you find with the bass that you ha it helps to have like larger hands because it's just so drawn out? Definitely. Or, yeah. Um, Interesting. Some of my riffs on the guitar, I, I like really spread my fingers out and uh, like it, it's pretty easy to play those riffs on the guitar, but the bass, the frets are so spaced out that you kind of yeah. like, you really have to stretch your hand and it's almost like a different technique. I mean, sometimes people say bass players uh, take less skill than the guitar. I don't, I don't believe that at all. I think it's... <laughs> I think uh, it's just a totally different technique and um, because I see sometimes tutorial videos of where I take a lot of knowledge from where they make fun of the bass players and uh, put them down and stuff and that just it makes me like it doesn't make me feel right because I, I mean bass players are just as skilled as guitarists in my opinion that's great yeah. Yeah. Dane what's your so opinion? Essential. so essential to like a lot of my favorite songs, they have like a really strong bass line, and I think I think it's a very over or yeah underappreciated uh, element for any band is is the bass bass player. Um, that's very true. So true. A, yeah. a, a bass actually like brings the whole song together. It's like uh, is a really essential part of making music is to have a bass player or a bass mm -hmm. in the mix because uh, I didn't really. When I didn't have a bass, I didn't understand that. I was just sort of using my eight string as a bass. Because you can kind of do that. You can, like, uh, use a bass amp on a software. And my eight string has a really low string, right? So it kind of sounds like a bass, but it's not exactly. And then I actually got a real bass. And it, uh, and the way it, the kick drum and the bass work together, it, it totally changed my perspective on like metal and how metal works and uh it's a really essential part of making music in my opinion hmm. All right. how did you get into metal because uh, it seems like kind of a jump from electronic and hip-hop just straight into metal <laughs> yeah I, uh those are basically my two sort of interests like instrumental hip-hop and uh instrumental metal i do like metal where there's lots of vocals in the background but sometimes i feel like that takes away from the skill of metal and not everyone's into it um but there's a lot of artists out there who make instrumental metal which is like um what i'm interested in uh mm. but i got motivated when the genre of gent came out i don't know if you guys have heard of gent before gent yeah. i've never heard of i only know it through you but i know i've looked into it a little bit <laughs> it's, a, yeah, it's a pretty rare subgenre of it's not rare anymore it used to be rare uh, uh it's basically really complicated riffs and uh polyrhythms and really mathematical mathema mathematical time signatures and stuff uh, so that really interested me and uh that genre really changed the way i perceived metal as like i used to think metal was just all angry music and all about dark evil stuff but then um, 
Dent came out, and it was more about skill and uh, musical value, and um, rather than just making a bunch of angry noise. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. That's the second time I've I've heard of math being a, a part of a genre. Because uh, if I remember correctly, there was this artist I can't remember who he is off the top of my head, but um, math rap has become oh. a thing or maybe it has been a thing i, I have no idea but I, it's definitely popping up on the way it, like in everything i see nowadays like a lot of people are starting to like really take uh, a liking to math rap and i'm not sure i understand the genre but people it's yeah i guess it's it's like according to like formulas and but like more strategic whereas you know mm -hmm. looks like the f bro like it's it's different <laughs> oh, but yeah. it's according to something else so I, i'm wondering if you, i'm wondering if you can just apply well you probably can't apply it to like jazz but i wonder if you can do like a folk math country genre <laughs> and like the sky's the limit at that point right <laughs> well actually gent is really uh influenced by jazz and because jazz is really oh. um it's really complicated and there's lots of like technical things in jazz that Gent actually uses. Uh, one of my favorite guitarists, he's called Tosin Abasi. Um, he's from the band Motivators. Uh, he, he plays eight string and he's went to music school and he's really knowledgeable about um, music and uh, he doesn't just, like me, I learned through experience. I learned by ear. Um, Whereas he went to music school and uh, learned all the key, the notes and the how to read read and play guitar at the same time, which is I could never do. Um, but, uh, but when it comes to hearing a song, I could definitely listen to that song like five or six times and replicate it with by by my ears. Um, but. Uh, I was influenced mainly by him, Tosin Abasi. Um, there's also a guitarist called Misha Mansour. Uh, he's of the band Periphery. Uh, they both started out at my age recording from home, uh, experimenting with their sound and stuff. So I'm following in their footsteps, footsteps basically. Um, trying to trying to experiment with what I'm good at and see where that goes, really. Nice. Wow. Nice. I just re realized something kind of eerie. Uh, behind Brendan is a Led Zeppelin uh, poster or something, or frame. And I know, Jibbs, you, you and your brother were big into Led Zeppelin when I knew you guys, like, 15 years ago, like, when we were young. So that's <laughs> you have a Led Zeppelin poster behind you. What, do you still, like, was Led Zeppelin, like, your introduction to, like, rock and, and some element of maybe metal eventually yeah when i was uh 14 15 jimi hendrix led zeppelin uh they were the starters out well the people who started me out to uh want to get into more music that was had musical value like skill that involved skill uh, i mean i'm not that Day, but there's a lot of music nowadays that just takes zero skill to make and and people are just so famous 
for, and it just, <laughs> I'm not putting them down or anything, but uh, it, sometimes you got to appreciate music that takes skill um, over music that doesn't, in my opinion, but that's my opinion. Um, but yeah, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, uh, those classic rock bands started me out. And then I was slowly introduced to punk rock, like Billy Talent, Song 41. Those punk bands were like, I never really got that much into Green Day. I was more of a Song 41 guy. Uh, <laughs> and still today, I, I would love to make a punk rock band. Like, that would be amazing. Um but uh, and then slowly over by the time I was 16, 17, I started listening to more heavier music. Um, really, and then it got really heavy, like listening to bands like Nile. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Nile. They're like Egyptian themed. Uh, really? They have like ancient Egyptian themed metal, which is extremely like to me. Uh, I've recently been making some ancient Egyptian themed music. Um, huh. It's on my SoundCloud. Uh, but nice. then I uh, started to listen to bands like Misery Signals, um, more emotional. Uh, they had more, um, instead of just evil noise, it was, it started to, uh, it started to like, uh, music that had emotional feelings in them started to attract me and uh, that's what I my album was influenced by it was uh, having sort of that ambient emotional feel but also very heavy and had breakdowns in. Uh, so yeah nice that's dope what, what uh, software do you use to produce all your works uh, for the longest time I used Logic Pro X uh, I'm, that's what I'm still using now. But uh, for a while, I used um, uh, Ableton and then FL Studios. Uh, personally, I love Logic. I find it very easy to use. Um, I've like ma not mastered, but I've definitely uh, uh, learned a lot through that software that I'm good at and how to tweak the EQ and use the compressors and plugins and stuff. So uh, Logic Pro X is really a good software. I love it. Interesting. Yeah, I recently downloaded uh, FL Studio 20 and I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. Like I definitely dabbled within uh, Adobe, the Creative Cloud and uh, Audition and all that stuff. And, you know, you kind of get a hang of like sound composition, but like when you're talking about like producer, producer, like, software dedicated for that specific purpose it's just overwhelming i mean i don't have any formal experience with music like everything i know it's kind of like secondhand from like artists such as yourself and you know what i can pick up here and there through threads and youtube videos but i mean just like it just comes at you at the same time so it's just it's overwhelming and i was and i was venting this frustration because i'm just like i don't even know where to begin like even watching youtube tutorials they're like yeah if you don't have like a thousand dollars worth of equipment then good luck <laughs> and i'm yeah, like um, okay <laughs> and i was uh, talking to dane about this and he was like he's like oh yeah yeah it's pretty easy he's used a couple of years ago and he's he's been chilling a long i guess time. He's, yeah <laughs> like I, I learned i learned like like the old 
version probably, but I haven't used FL Studios in a long time. And I just made like experimental kind of hip hop stuff back in like 2014 in high school. It was it wasn't like good, so I can't I can't <laughs> give you much I can't give you much recommendations or advice. But I, I figured out how to make something, whatever that is, right? It, but, it starts out with experimenting. Honestly, like when I was making music when I was 15, I didn't have the it was more learning experience putting out anything and now i look back at those songs and i like see where i like i see how much i've progressed now which is really really good yeah. uh, i uh, uh it it's good to like experiment because that's how you learn and now i uh i know what i like to do what i is actually play real instruments i mean um that you can always create a full song by programming stuff on the computer, which is great. Like it takes skill to do that. But uh, what mm. I enjoy most is uh, playing an actual instrument. Um, I mean, one day I hope I find a good drummer who can like record the drums I can I program. Uh, that's the only thing right now in my songs that is not real is the drums, because uh, they're all synthesized and. Uh, programmed sounds that I use um, but uh, hopefully one day when I'm uh, got when I like find more connections and more musicians I can start like a real band which would be great yeah awesome um, about that <clears throat> see um, I recently I've been writing lyrics my own songs with lyrics and something I had trouble with was creating the the music I've never played an instrument so lately I've gotten this this app uh, can you see it um it's called hum hum on where I basically hum the music that goes in my mind and it creates a, a song from based on what I hum what? <laughs> yeah. it, it sounds crazy right you can get it for free actually and by the way um Jibs when it comes to uh how do you find writing lyrics to your to your own songs by the way uh I actually never have written lyrics uh, I have <laughs> I have uh, some one vocalist recently has sang over one of my songs. He released it. Um, it's called Six AM. Uh, I was never good at writing lyrics and poetry. There was a brief period where I was experimenting with that, but uh, I've le quickly learned that I'm just the musician. Like I tried singing in some of my songs, and. <laughs> I add so much reverb and auto tune that it sounds like it. It, uh, it sounds half decent because I added all those things. But mm -hmm. if you heard me singing just a raw track, it would be embarrassing. So, uh, uh, no, find a singer or a vocalist for some of my songs, which would be great. There's a guy uh, working in Calgary on some of my stuff. He's experimenting, so that's pretty cool. That's great. Um, but as for lyrics, like I definitely have ideas, but I've never written them down. And, uh, most of my stuff is pretty cheesy. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I That's just funny. recently, I just got new strings yesterday on my bass and like, they sound so good. So I've been like, usually I, my recording process, I start off with a guitar riff. But today I'm like 
starting off with a bass riff and seeing what my guitar can do after that. So that's kind of, I'm switching up my process today. We're going to see what, how different my material comes out by doing that. Interesting. I gotta ask, what is your what is your approach to music? Like, how how do you kind of view music? Is it super serious to you? Is it an expression of yourself? Do you kind of just take it? Do you just do it for fun? Like, it's a, it's a hobby that you're hoping you can develop it. Like, how how into this are you? I am totally into music. Totally. Like, I I think hundred percent seriousness. Music is, music is an expression of emotion, and. Uh, 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 just how people write in journals, honestly, uh, yeah. they write down their feelings. I feel like a song is like writing down your feelings in another way, sort of. So uh, true. And making a sound uh, is like healing to others, in my opinion. Like music definitely heals. Um, and uh, writing a song is like writing a journal entry. That's kind of how I see it. Um, uh, I like channel my emotions into the sounds I make. So, I mean, that's how I view it. So it's like a really intimate expression of yourself. So every track, does it kind of examine like a, a unique part of you or is it just like your feelings at the time? Or is it just like a story you want to tell from your perspective or something? Yeah, it's kind of like a story. Um, okay. How I was feeling that in that moment. Uh it's an expression of that really like some some days i'll make a song that sounds totally different to the day before and it was just based off of like how i was feeling and uh also my approach to music i've taken a lot of influence from from bands that i listen to like uh activist mashuga uh, but i've sort of put my mixed a lot of bands techniques together and um I kind of like take all those influences and mix them together. So, and call it my own, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I never copy, I never copy anybody's riffs. I never, but I definitely take the styles of the bands I listen to and uh, sort of blend them together into a, into songs. And that's how I approach my music really. That's great, man. And I, I've never heard one of your songs before, but I'd love to. But what are some of the, the, the themes and like messages in your songs? Uh, so my recent album that came out was uh, called Patterns. And um, it was more of a sort of a the way I when I listen to it, I would think about space and sort of the vast expanse of space and uh, just sort of that theme came to my mind. So I, I created sort of an ambient bass-themed metal album. Bass-themed nice. metal album. Awesome. It's on, I like that. It's on SoundCloud. It's on pretty much every platform now. But uh, I think it's on, oh, it's on Bandcamp now too, yep. Nice. You talk about um, drawing influence from other people's works. Do you believe that, like, there's any true, like, originality when it comes to music anymore? Because, like, you can reinvent the wheel, sure, but at the end of the day, it's, there's so many people doing so many things. 
Like, it's like, even if you thought of something or you thought of something original, chances are someone out there has already done it. Even if you haven't had any experience with it, it doesn't matter. Do you believe I, that there's still originality? I totally get where you, what you're saying. Like, uh, nowadays, there's so many bands that sound the same and they use all the same riffs. And I definitely believe there's the fair few bands that are very original in my from my perspective, some of the bands I listen to that are really original are Meshuggah. Um, mm. They've created music that no one ever created, and uh, you should check them out. They're very, like, not it's not everybody's cup of tea, but um, it's definitely very original music. Like, no one made that music before. Uh, I got to admit, nowadays, like... Uh, it's very rare that you'll find originality in music. I mean, <laughs> I, I, that's a big statement to make. Uh, it's a huge <laughs> statement. <laughs> yeah. I hope get backlash for that, but... Uh, it's uh, fine, it's cool. It, that's just my personal opinion, especially when it comes to, like, rap and, uh, oh, like, yeah. many genres, but... Um, the, I guess what makes bands original nowadays is the theme that they're trying to express. Mm. Uh, music may sound similar, I, and some of the riffs might sound the same, but I, I guess I could take that statement back and say there is a lot of originality out there. Uh, but in definitely I've experienced a, a lot of similar-sounding music, which is... Yeah. I guess that you can't really escape from that. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess at that point, it'd just be like, you're, you're so experimental. Sure. You're original, but it, does anybody understand your ideas or <laughs> anything, you know, like it has to like bear some weight in reality or it has to connect with the audience. I mean, you can make music for yourself and I know people who do that. I mean, I do that, but at the end of the day, like if you're trying to make like a career out of this, there has to be some semblance where you resonate with your audience to some degree, right? And then the, and you just build a cult following off that, you know, and you just establish it and you grow bigger and bigger, assuming that's what you want to do. But I mean, music is so subjective as an art, like you can take it in any form you want. Like I know Dane is taking it to like his musical career. Like, why don't you sense me? Like that was an instant <laughs> classic when it first dropped. I mean, and his stage name, Surfing in the Dark. Like, it's just, it's such a creative endeavor that, you know, I'm like, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> and so I got to give you, I got to give you props for that. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> I have what? Yeah, I do. Oh, sorry. There's a lot of underrated bands out there or musicians. I mean, especially on YouTube and on SoundCloud, because not everybody, oh, yeah. lots of people use YouTube, but soundcloud for some reason i don't blows my mind how people don't use that more they use spotify and mm -hmm. i mean apple music and stuff but soundcloud is totally free and uh there's so many skilled artists on there who have like maybe 200 followers and uh, they <laughs> get like 30 plays their, their music's been up for years and they have like 30 plays and it's just some of their music is absolutely amazing and it blows my mind how like there's so many skilled people in the world who don't get the attention that they should so uh, true. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah what do you think why do you think that is do you think that's like a mix of like marketing themselves or like promotional because i know like some people like you talk about like industry plants like 
the industry like like people talk about like Billie Eilish being like because she was on like what 16 17 when she was just plucked and now she has like how many Grammys under her belt people are like oh well that's kind of suspicious whereas people have been doing this their whole life like you look at like artists like Rush who just like prog rock and only and they've been doing this since like 1971 and then only until recently were they accepted into like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame despite like critical acclaim and like a cult following so it's like this juxtaposition between like how much work you put in like even if you are regarded and you have a fan base it's like it still doesn't equate necessarily in the music industry as like success or however you define it you know so it's even if you do make it and you are skilled it's not to the degree that maybe it warrants it you know and it's really sad because you know i I hear a lot of toxicity in the music industry and people are like and I've talked to people who are actually like have been producers, have moved to LA, and they talk about like it's really sketchy. And just like the number of uh, horror stories I hear, it's it's I don't know, it's kind of damaging. I feel like to the industry as a whole. I mean, there's no perfect industry, right? But I I hear a lot coming from the music industry, and yeah, uh, it's I don't know, it kind of brings me down. Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, I, I'm never gonna sell my soul, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like the, the bat. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I think it's a matter of the promoting yourself, yes. But even some people promote themselves and they don't get the recognition. It's a, I think it's a matter of, like, mm-hmm. luck and just being there at the right place, the right time. And, um, yeah. And also having quality music, I mean... At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you gotta have really like music that people like to listen to. I mean, I've I do admit not to bash other artists, but I've seen ads on Instagram of terrible music that I just (laughs) don't find skillful at all. But they have thousands of thousands of likes because I think they paid an agency to get their name out and stuff. Uh, I mean. I shouldn't bash artists. I mean, all artists make music and it's just a different style that maybe I'm not a fan of, but, yeah. uh, and maybe people appreciate it, the stuff and they relate to it where I can't, uh, I mean, that's another perspective. Um, but, uh, there's definitely things out there where you can pay to get plays and pay people to get rec, um, promotion, which I've looked into, but I've never, I've always wanted to get, you know, promoted naturally and like, uh, Word of see, mouth. see if I can, um, see if I can get the recognition without that sort of fake boost and fake. I mean, maybe that's not possible in today's world, but uh, if you get recognized by just creating what you've created without, um without kind of cheating <laughs> then that goes to that goes to show like your music was really good in the end of the day and um yeah i feel like that's every hip-hop artist coming up and then they make that you know started from the bottom now we're here yeah. type song <laughs> and they're like yeah i came from nothing and it's like actually like that is impressive but I guess the artist that they turn into, maybe it was them all along, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just like, 
I sort of like I was really into making beats for rappers and uh, into that, and I, I still am. Like that, don't get me wrong. You need to change your sort of music up so you don't get sick of the same thing. Uh, but but now I uh, now I'm really dedicated on like my instrumental metal and uh i know it's not there's a very small amount of people in the world that like that compared to rap and but i i find like it not only am i doing that because i enjoy it more i just i find today's music and rap is just promoting the totally wrong things that people shouldn't be doing and just totally promoting wrong messages about like how to treat women and drugs and mm -hmm. all these yeah, like, yeah. all these like terrible messages that the youth are sort of taking as normal and i mean i remember growing up listening to music that was pretty controversial back then but now compared to what's coming out now <laughs> nothing like uh I, we're I, I find the hip-hop industry is sort of promoting the wrong messages for people and they're not promoting good uh, like I'd rather follow the light than the darkness so that's just my opinion yeah <laughs> beyond that people <laughs> <laughs> Dane what kind of messages do you promote in your music uh, well I don't know if there's any message that I'm really I've ever like purposefully put in there other than it's just like it's just feelings that i have emotions that i have mm -hmm. um and then it's up to other people to interpret i guess the message but i think jibs you're on the right track 100 just like you need to make music that just is from you you don't you don't um you don't have to hop on to the latest the latest Trend. trends or anything right like at the end of the day tre trends wear out they fade out so you, you might as well just follow what you like because exactly you'll find that niche audience that uh, that like will understand your point of view, your influences that uh, yeah, it just, it just makes more sense. Right. But at the end of the day, like as far as um, like the current industry, it's, it's, I think it's like, I don't know. I don't know how, like um, how to explain it, but I was reading into like, you know, there's the whole, the whole era now of um, like SoundCloud, SoundCloud rap. That's been that's been like the last six, seven years. But um, how you know so many artists have died young, like 20, 21, 22. Ooh, yeah. And it's kind of it's reminiscent of like the '90s or like previous to the '90s, like in rock, right? Like Kurt Cobain dying young, um, Jim Morrison. These are all artists that I like, like Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain. And so it makes me think, like, are these actually the Kurt Cobains, Jim Morrisons of our time? Like these young guys that are passing away quite young. And maybe it'll take me like 10 years, 20 years for me to like realize that, okay, maybe they were like really culturally re relevant. And maybe I was just being like this old, old man, not understanding <laughs> like the generation before me when they looked at Kurt Cobain, when they looked at Jim Morrison, right? Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know what to expect. I think time will tell ultimately, like it's so hard to, it's so hard to judge a new release. And I think you need to like, it takes time, right? To really understand it. Um, like a lot of art, like it takes like 10 years for you to look back on it properly and understand like maybe the cultural, the cultural period, understanding like where, like the music coming out today and the, times of the, like the quarantine and coronavirus right like right now it probably we don't understand 
or well, we understand it, but looking back on the music that comes out of this period will be much more, I think, impactful because people will be like, oh, I remember where I was during those years, where like how I felt. Because it takes, it takes time to process your emotions, I think is what I'm trying to say. And you, you understand yourself and other people and culture maybe better, like years down the road, looking back in retrospect. Yeah. So I guess that's just some detour I went down. But I, I just think like, <laughs> I just think you're totally right, Chips. And I think like, but I think for sure, like my opinions change so much by the, by the year, right? Like I just, I start liking a new artist that I never liked before. I realized that an artist that I overlooked for a long time is actually better than I thought. So it's like, it's always so hard to know like what, what to think of the current music scene. Like I, I'm torn, like I'm torn, like, I it's don't know. A big, uh, it's a big important factor to understand that music influences people. Uh, for sure. For sure. Like, so a really influences people a lot. The messages they talk about, like, I mean, they might be art and an expression of your, your life and that's yeah. great. Um, but in, it's also important to like understand that that expression of art will influence others. And yeah. especially while I was growing up, um, a lot of the rap I was listening to was rapping about not good things that <laughs> were really terrible influences for me and growing up. And now that I realize that, uh, it's, it's definitely changed my perspective on, on music and don't get me wrong there's definitely like people have the right to have their lifestyles and everything but uh yeah. just for me in my story like music influenced me a lot mm -hmm. and uh, that's why i'm sort of looking for music now that spreads a good message that uh, doesn't have such negative lyrics and because uh, subconsciously you take that information and you, you kind of bring it into your everyday life. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, yeah, oh, I'm well. Sorry, I interrupted you. It's so hard with Skype. I don't know, like, who who's about to talk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't see anyone's mouth moving, like, at the back time. Sorry. Yeah. It's always like a one second delay. <laughs> <laughs> it's <kind of> <laughs> Uh, I'm currently working on some new material, uh, similar theme to my other album, just different kind of riffs. And uh, yeah, it's for some reason I was on a roll like the last three weeks. I like was spending all day, but uh, I think I've like ran out of riffs. <laughs> the quarantine's getting to you. Yeah, I. I definitely, I've taken a few days break of making music to sort of listen yeah. to music uh, so I can get some ideas. Uh, so before I would spend maybe half an hour and I'd create this amazing riff and I'd record it, but it, lately it's taken me two, maybe two hours to create a riff that I think is worth doing. I mean, uh, a lot of metal nowadays is just, uh, a lot of metal nowadays is just getting like open strings, which is uh, is pretty it's pretty easy to play that kind of music because it doesn't take a lot of fingers. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm trying to uh, trying to create more complicated stuff, and it's maybe that challenge has is taking longer for me to create music. Who knows? But mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. 
because if you challenge yourself and you keep like nailing it, nailing it, nailing it, and then you, you have to challenge yourself because it's, it's a challenge. You have to keep on challenging yourself to create new challenges for yourself that you can actually do that are feasible, you know, but you don't want to rip off someone else, be like, oh, that's a sick rip and just like try and nail it on the whatever try. Mm-hmm. And so then you just keep going from there. So yeah, it sounds, it sounds really difficult. And I've, I've done the same thing. I used to be like really into drawing and I created these like abstract oh. drawings and then I decided to test myself and I decided to use like a, I decided to do a giant mural-esque. It's on my back wall. And and at the end of it, I was so creatively exhausted. I've never felt, I've never felt that way. I think I spent like wow. three days working on it straight. And I was just like, my head, like it was a specific part of my brain. I don't know how I was able to feel it, but it hurt so much. I was like, I couldn't think. Like it, it was, it wasn't really a migraine or it wasn't, it wasn't a headache. It was just like one part of my brain that was just like throbbing. Like when you use a muscle <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? Yeah. You can definitely wear yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had that happen to you? Uh, when you're just like it, going too happened, hard? And... Like it happened three days ago. So I took a three day break. Uh, uh, I, it, the way it happened was like, I was like, coming up with riffs and i spent maybe like two three hours like like writing riffs but i couldn't like i i guess maybe i was creating good stuff but i was i'm such a perfectionist that uh that i nothing was good enough so i think that (laughs) mindset that i needed to take a break and so i think three days break has done me some good um i'm ready to like grind again uh, nice. Right. Uh, maybe I needed more of a break and see, but uh, it's definitely like important to like um, to not just create, but also like get ideas and because creating music is one thing, but you also have to like get inspiration and uh, yeah, I agree. So I'm take I've taken three days to sort of like. It, find new bands and listen to new music. Uh, and I think that's helped. Interesting. Dane, have you been taking notes? Because it looks like you haven't released a song in four months. What's up with that? You've taken, yeah. this guy's taking three days. You've taken four months. What's up with that? It, it, it's hard sometimes to like, you just, you just know when you're in the, in the groove and you want to release something. It's just, yeah. it, it, I don't know. Like, I, I'm definitely a believer that, you know, you just have to keep trying at something. Like, for example, like, with filmmaking or video editing, like, sometimes you just you just have to pick up the camera and go out and film something just, just to practice the skill, right? Or, like, just yeah. pick up the instrument and play it again. But to actually release something, I think that's entirely up to you and uh, whether you think it's, like, you're, you're proud enough of this work or that you feel like it's worth getting out to the world like it just comes down to whether you want to share it or not but i think you should still always like record but like it's up to you whether you want to publish it or not at the end of the day so is this you telling us that we're not you're not sharing your music with us is that that what you're saying well i've been recording other stuff but i just i haven't released anything because i've had uh, oh I've had these brief periods in my life where I've created amazing stuff and then periods where long periods where I don't make anything. Uh, And I guess it's another matter of being in the right place at the right time. Like um, it, you gotta have, you gotta feel it. You gotta, 
be in that mindset. And I mean, while I was making that album, that's all I could focus on. Like, I couldn't wait to finish my breakfast and have a shower and like start recording. Like, <laughs> oh, so cool. That's just, just like that rush of creativity. Yeah. yeah it yeah. took over like everything I would, I was doing in my normal life. And then I felt that wear out. So now I'm like, and my battery sort of drained. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to, sorry. Um, um, you, you, you finish first. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I hope today I can, it took me like, I was creating a song a day and then I would spend two days like perfecting the sounds and everything. I hope I can get back on that bandwagon and start like creating a song a day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nice. It's, also, it's also just like, I think that the time right now, like there's so much going on that it's like, sometimes you feel like it's hard to just sit down and focus, at least for me. I don't know about you guys, but like it's hard to just sit down and focus on one thing sometimes with so much going on in the world right now. Like you're just Great. constantly like thinking about a hundred things. But I think once things kind of settle in, we get like used to this situation. I think it'll be we'll find like this really sort of just good groove of just putting out stuff because soon it'll be normal just the way we're living right now. But the first month has been bizarre. Just just yeah. getting used to this whole thing. But I applaud you, man, that you're still releasing stuff, recording stuff, because that's hard right now just with the, just everything going on. That's not, that's not easy at all. I try and, like, not watch the news um, because it's just, it puts me down. And I, it's important to do that. Like, you have to, want to know what's going on in the world. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's definitely, I try and, like, stay off Facebook now because uh, lots of video from there, pretty yeah. They bring you down and they like distract you from what's what you like to do and what's important. So, yeah, you can't be like everywhere in the world at once. Like you, you with the news and the internet, like it's easy to feel like you're at every every event in the world. Like you're just focusing like this headline, this headline, this headline, and it just makes you feel like you're just so like overwhelmed with just things that are out of your control. And that's like a really like not a good feeling you just like i couldn't focus on schoolwork the last few weeks i couldn't focus like all i wanted to do was just like find something that was like an immediate result maybe that's like work or something just something that i feel like okay like it's almost hard to think of the future right now i guess like with school yeah, mm-hmm. definitely like my creative i don't even know where where i'm going to be in six months so i'm just like so <laughs> at a loss but it's, it's an interesting time like and i think some good stuff will come out of it creatively for everyone just because it's so unique this time everyone's experiencing it in a like a different way kind of so pretty mm-hmm. pretty weird time yeah. but brendan i'm proud of brendan here he's he's producing music he's like he's making some pretty interesting trance beats in it oh, that's good <laughs> from it <laughs> and nick nick's writing and writing scripts and jibs you're recording music it's just like wow so inspiring me. Yeah. you guys we all inspire each other. other. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. we all inspire each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I like deep down, like I'm not happy this is going on, but I'm definitely grateful of the fact I have music. That because if I didn't, like, I don't know what I would be doing right now, and <laughs> with my time. Um, so I'm just very grateful for music and 
like to have instruments and a way to record because if I didn't like I would be at a loss yeah <laughs> yeah speaking of speaking of music I I've seen Gibran progress since well we're the same age I think I yeah. think but we've known each other since like 2005 maybe 2005 yeah, like, we've known wow. each other since we were like before we were teenagers basically Wow. So I, I've seen his like his music evolve since then. It's been really interesting to watch. I have to say, it's been it's been super Thank cool. Man. Yeah, we hopefully, uh, hopefully in another like ten years, I'm even better. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's crazy. You're on the track to just continually, you know, continually make bigger, bigger stuff. So this is really good stuff. I'm excited see, to see what happens. Not everything I got to, one thing about me is like, I want immediate results. And uh, I'm definitely the type to want to get things out, get things done very fast. But you got to sometimes realize that like, not everything should be that way. You should, it should be, it should take time to get results. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That era, we're like, we've grown up in that era where everything can just like happen instantly with the internet, with technology. So to kind of wait for something to happen is, is harder for us. I think maybe younger people like our age, but it's a skill that like, if you can develop, I think can um, really be a benefit to you. Just, just realizing things take time. It's a process for everything. Mm -hmm. You have to learn, you have to like struggle a little bit and um, yeah, things will pay off in the end. Cool. Nice. Speaking of which, I'm gonna have to run, but you guys, you guys have a few more minutes and um, close out the interview without me. I'm sorry, I have to go. Like, sure yeah, but it's so nice to see you, kids. Hopefully, soon you can come in person when the studio is safe to go to and everything, and yeah, we'll do it on on campus next time. Sure. Don't <laughs> awesome but thank you guys brennan you might have to um record the the last bit because i think once i leave i think it might stop the recording so if you start recording um i think we'll be covered for the next few minutes can you see it uh, i'm not too sure did you did you press the uh record i press screen record okay i trust you i'm just gonna dip out let me know if it's okay Cool. Okay. Bye guys. See you, Dane. See you, Dane. Yeah. Guys. Good luck. <laughs> what a guy. You want to talk shit about him now? <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so I, I just had one more question just before, just to wrap things up. Um, so your studio that you use in-house right now, did you have that built pre-quarantine or was it a result? Is it a result of the conditions of quarantine? Uh, it the result of the conditions of quarantine. <laughs> I was really focused on my school before. Um, and then just, I would never really had time to like create music. And mm. now, uh, now that I have all this time, like I've been focusing on that. So yeah. Damn. Yeah. Cause I was looking at into kind of turning this into a studio, but I just, I'm looking at the cost, and you, there are budget additions, but it's. I don't uh, actually have that much equipment. I have a guitar interface, some really nice headphones, and my instruments and my software. That's all I have right now. 
you don't need amazing equipment to create music in my opinion like it definitely helps um but uh i'm definitely gonna be getting some nice studio monitors when i can afford them and uh yeah that's all you really need really is like um is a guitar interface uh, some nice speakers and a good laptop and headphones <laughs> I agree with you on that one. See, like like you, this this quarantine has taught me to basically make the most of what I can with the few with very limited resources. Like I'm currently shooting a documentary about life in quarantine, and all I got is just my phone and some software, and that's all I need. So, yeah, exactly. Nice. nice. It's pretty. It's pretty good to have like minimal things, but to get things out there and like. Uh, you 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 use what you have, right? So yeah, uh, I definitely will have an amazing studio at some point in my life. Oh yeah, <laughs> but right now I'm just using what I have and it's working. So that's good, man. For the longest time, I would actually go edit um, my songs in my parents' car because they have really good speakers. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> which is that's amazing uh, but uh now i realized like that I have these headphones i have are just really good so they do the job uh and also like it's important to uh hear have so your music heard through other ears because sometimes you can oh, yeah. uh, your your music to your ears might not sound the way it does to someone else and they can point out things that are different you might not pick up on so oh, well I send, that's I send interesting music to, I send my music to some people and ask them their opinion what needs changing and uh, so yeah they give their feedback yeah a little constructive criticism never really heard you know if you want to progress as an artist you can't do it on your own merit <laughs> exactly makes sense okay well my phone is about to die i'm about to and i'll upload this but in the meantime uh can you just list everywhere that you want to be found like do you have a twitter facebook instagram soundcloud bandcamp just name everything uh, instagram is jibs gent uh j-i-b-z-d-j-e-n-t uh i have soundcloud i have two soundclouds one is just jibs the other one is jibs gent same as my instagram uh, okay. I'm also on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Apple Music, Deezer, uh, all those. I'm on Amazon Music. Um, I'm on a lot of stuff now. So. <laughs> Just look up Jibs and you'll, you're bound to find you. Yeah, definitely. Nice, nice. Well, this has been DMURBF. Thank you so much for coming on our show, Jibs, even though Dane bailed early we still have nick thank you nick for honor honor to be here yes <laughs> pretty soon we won't even need dane we'll just use you <laughs> if you want <laughs> it's, an, it's an open invitation but yeah awesome, thank you so much man. for coming out once again uh i'll be sure to check out your music it sounds really good i really messed with a uh, amethyst that was but that's like probably just like tip of the iceberg since you've done so much in the last little bit so i'm excited to check out the rest of your music uh i wish you good luck and you know I hope you start producing more tracks. I'm excited for what you have next. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, I hope I see you in person. 
<laughs> yeah, hopefully we can do this in the actual studio. That would be mm -hmm. amazing. <laughs> as fun as this is, it's not it's not as good as the real thing. So, yeah, cool. Whatever. <laughs> we'll get there one day. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Brendan, good luck to you guys.